Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. Welcome back to Blood Types. We are on season five, episode 11, the penultimate episode. Slipping further into religious fervor, Bill gives Jessica an order she loves to carry out. Armed with a damning video of Russell and Steve, the military delivers an ultimatum to the authority. Claude and Morella take Sookie to meet the fairy elder who may know something about an ancient family secret. Jason prepares to protect his sister. Alcide reconnects with his father and Sam and Luna hitch a ride into the authority. Okay, other than like the bill stuff, it, it doesn't really explain anything in the episode, especially when like Alcide didn't reconnect with his father. He yeah, he was already at his dad's house. Yeah, he's just at his dad's house. He fucking <laughs> hates this man. Like he just, he has the ultimate daddy issues and I think I am more attracted, which I told Fawn, I sent Fawn a message or no, I think we were on the phone. If you're not an Alcide fan after this episode with him digging with his shirt off, there's something wrong there's, there's something, something wrong with you exactly he's hot I stand, by that. I stand by that well I guess let's just go ahead and get his story out of the way then so he is still at his daddy's house and he is outside shirtless and he's just hacking away at the ground and at first you're kind of like um what <laughs> what's happening yeah. And like, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you doing that to the ground? Uh, and so Robert Rollins shows up and he was a old pack member from Jackson. Oh, from Jackson's pack. And Jackson and Alcide are putting up a silver fence. And Mr. Rollins keeps talking about uh, the new vampires and how there's a whole bunch of baby vampires roaming around and how they're looking for trouble. And the dad, Jackson, is like, get off my fucking land. And the guy is like, well, maybe if you wouldn't have done what you did, you'd still be Packmaster. And then he tells Elsie, he goes, you need to leave him alone. He's quicksand. He'll drag you down too, or something along those lines. And then Elsie is like, oh, you stole from the pack. That's why they kicked you out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I thought pack came first. I thought it was pack over everything. And his dad is just kind of like, so essentially Alcide gets mad at his dad and continues to hack at the ground as the dad goes inside and is just like they fucked me over fuck them I hate all of them so we see them later in the night and Jackson is watching tv and Alcide is heating up microwave soup which we've all been there and um, they start hearing stuff outside and they see it's the young vampires that Mr. Rollins had warned them about. And they are, they like go up to the fence and they touch it and the girl's like, Ooh, look at me. I'm healing. And then uh, since they can't get in, they go to a neighbor's house and start messing with them. And at first, uh, Alcide is being all big and bad and is like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to handle this. And he walks out and he shoots one of them. And then um, one grabs him and he is like throwing him to the ground and everything. And they're wrestling around. And then Jackson, his daddy, shoots the vampire with a crossbow. Um, Oh, and one of my favorite quotes in that is when Alcide goes, you raised me to be a man and a wolf, not a thief and a coward. I'm like, you tell him. You, you tell really him. Really <laughs> I actually have a favorite line. I don't think I've had a favorite line. <laughs> but it's actually from Jason Stackhouse. The one and only. The one and only. The one and only. 
but yeah, I missed Alcide. I was like, fuck, I forgot you existed for a second. Where have you been? That's Where how I felt been? when Sam and Luna popped up in this episode. I was like, oh yeah, you guys are here too. Oh yeah, you are in the authority. Everybody yeah. can fucking get in. I love how, well, they did came in as rats. Um, but I was wondering when they were going to show up. There's so much shit happening in this authority. I was like, uh, where, where are, are they? Yeah. Can they just stay shifted as long as they want? I guess. Like, I'm sure it'd be painful after a while, but I guess. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, where do you want to jump to next? Okay. I want to oh, kind of ties into everything else. I thought about talking about Andy, but then that ties into Suki stuff. And then I thought about talking about Tara, but then that turns into vampire stuff. So there really is no holds barred. Um, I guess let's just, do you want to just throw Andy and Morella's thing out there and then we can kind of go into Suki and the fairies and everything? Yeah. Okay. So you see Andy at first, he's at Merlot's picking up food from Holly and they're so freaking cute and Holly was like I got your order and I have something for you and he goes okay what you got and he walks she walks him over to a table and it's like some people have some things to say to you and it's her son's giving an apology and one of them's like sorry you seem to be making my mom real happy sorry we put your butt on the internet and the other one is like yeah no you can't make me say anything I don't feel (laughs) like that sounds like teenage Ashley that sounds like teenage Ashley right there you can't make me say sorry I'm my own person mom (laughs) that was like a shit so thanks for the shitty apology but but Andy sat down and was like I'm gonna do right by your mom and then (laughs) the same episode he's like oh he means well he means well um but he's like I'm gonna do right by your mom don't worry about me like I love her and all this stuff and then later he's even asking um Terry and Arlene who are back on they are so cute and can get through anything and not relationship goals but like good for them (laughs) and not quite relationship goals because I don't want to survive in a free for anyone but (laughs) Yeah, I don't want that at all. Because that means if it's a goal of mine, if it's goals, it means something I wanted to attain to. And that is not anywhere mm-hmm. where I want my next relationship to go. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, he's asking, how did you guys know that you're in it for the long haul? And they start talking about, like, you respect each other. I, I, I got it. You got to have trust. You have yeah. to have honesty. You have to be loyal to each other. You have to know that if some Iraqi woman curses you with a smoke monster, that you're going to be there through thick and thin. I was like, it got weird there at the end. It got weird there (laughs) at the end. You know what? Nobody's probably ever said that before. Oddly specific. But that's when Morella walks in, Mm -hmm. right? And she's like, he knows her name, Mm -hmm. right? And I thought this was a random lady in the woods, but she comes in and he goes, I saw you last week. Last week. Mm -hmm. And you weren't pregnant. And now this week you're pregnant. And she goes, yeah, right on schedule. I'm going to have these kids. And you promised on the light you'd protect me. And if you don't protect me, shame on the family and shame on me. And shame and it's on- an act of war. Yeah. I was like, he goes, we just had sex twice. Twice. 
you I could imagine if you got pregnant in a week. Yeah. Okay. So was that season four? Was that season four? I want to say it was the very end of season four, but he just had sex with her last week in the fairy club. When him and Jason were there. I thought this was like randomly rando in the woods. No, they've had sex twice. They had sex in the woods and then in that fairy club when him and Jason were there and they got carted off like each by like by each other. Maybe I blocked that out for some reason because so much other things were going on that I was wondering where Andy was getting his dick wet. Like, Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. Well, he he got her hella pregnant. Got her hella Hella pregnant. pregnant. Like a lot of men, not every man, but some terrible men, they're like, I can't deal with this right now. I have a good thing going for myself for the first time and you're going to ruin it. I think you ruined it when you slept with her. Um, who didn't tell Andy where babies came from? I know, right? He didn't wrap it not once and he's wondering why she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Whether that okay. be now or in an actual nine month time. He's just like, mm. I don't know how babies happen. Caution to the wind. <laughs> just caution to the wind. The fuck? <sighs> okay, well, that's, Andy. Yeah. You you swore on my light. I touched your finger when it glowed. (laughs) Well, that's enough. We're bound for life now. If that's not, I clicked, I agree when it came to the terms and conditions. Did not read it. Oh my gosh. If that's how you got people pregnant, man, I got like 1600 people pregnant because I don't read any of that shit. Give me the light. Trying to download a, a song. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess let's just jump into the authority stuff because everything else just ties together. Uh, yes, yes, actually it does. Yep. Okay. So we start this episode with Bill walking out of the elevator and he is hearing his name being called and he's in like the throne room, I guess. And here's his name being called towards Lilith's blood. And he opens up the door and like, he goes to turn away and hears her like make this noise. Yeah, it was so creepy. He turns around and she's there covered in blood, still naked. And she's like, Bill Compton, only you, only one can be chosen. I choose you to lead us essentially. And so she opens the container where the blood is inside and he, she, she's like, you need to drink all of this blood. And he goes to leave and then turns to leave. But when he turns back around, Lilith is gone, but the bloody handprint is still on the glass. Um, but he, he's still out. So one thing I wrote in my notes, I said, if Lilith wants a leader, she missed that a literal Viking is like, she missed the literal Viking resume. Uh, yeah. Who like, <laughs> who daddy was a king. Right. Like, like that's Viking? not your first choice, babe. That's not your first choice. And I love that Lilith is on first and last name basis with Bill Compton. <laughs> She's like Confederate soldier Bill Compton. Yes. <laughs> that's, who, that's who I want. That's mm. the leader. That's who needs to drink all this blood. And I don't know if, do you think Lilith is real or not? I don't know. 
because there was blood on the door right of where the blood was and then later on the episode she just like <laughs> his lips. there's blood yeah on his lips I mean I guess she's as real as they want her to be I mean crazier things have happened I guess hey. When we had Broke Girl Energy, we did that whole episode on, um, oh, fuck, where, like, if you believed in something strong enough, it would be real. Was so, that our episode? Do what? Was that our Halloween episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. So, like, thought form, I mean, sure, she's real, to them at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't keep talking about our old band. <laughs> <laughs> So we then see Nora and she is having flashbacks about Godric and Salome then enters and says that General Kavanaugh is coming to visit. And Salome's like, hey, you're acting kind of weird. Are you okay? And Norma, Nora, Norma, <laughs> Nora is just like, I'm just worried about Russell. Like I'm worried about him being out there. And so Salome is like, don't worry. This is all part of Lilith's plan. We created this, like, this is what we wanted. And so they were Salome says, uh, like the world is going to run with blood. The streets are going to run with blood. And Nora says they're going to rejoice in the darkness. And then Salome goes to kiss her forehead. And then Nora pulls her in for like a full kiss, which I was like, this feels out of place. And then Nora is like, I'll go tell the others. And then as she walks away, you see her just like frown, her face completely drops. And that's when she goes, the next thing confused me. Mm. I mean, um, that's when she goes straight to Eric's room and he's pacing around like a fucking maniac. He's so tall. That crazy eyes just storming around the room. Like, why is he being babysat? Because they don't trust him. Oh, that's true. He did try to kidnap Nora. Literally drugged her and tried to leave with her. Yeah. Um, I hate before they kissed and started having sex, I hated that they were just breathing into each other's mouths. (laughs) so eric is facing the room nora is like in the hallway barefoot and she i guess like senses him and goes into his room when she walks in they embrace each other but just like literally hold each other's faces and deep breathe in each other's faces it is so i literally wrote it wrote it in here um i said they stare at each other before embracing and then just breathing on each other and they literally just breathe on each other yeah it's the worst and then they and then i said well they did just watch their dad die so of course they're gonna have sex like also he just like goes up inside none of these people do foreplay are vampires just wet all the time maybe because these girls are just able to get dick down whenever they need to so I'm like, wow, what a superpower. Because I was just thinking how traumatically Godric's throat got ripped out. And I was like, wow, that does wet my panties. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been more turned on in my entire life. So while they're fucking, she goes, forgive me, forgive me. What are we going to do? This is the time to brainstorm. Yeah, I thought she was about to stab him when she was saying, forgive me, forgive me. I was like, uh-oh. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's great. Um, I guess continuing with the with the vampires, the General Kavanaugh has arrived at some point during all of the fucking, and everybody assembles when he arrives, and he is asking to speak to Roman, and Bill is like, he's unavailable. And so the general is like, we know that you have bond 
the true blood factories uh and i am the only thing essentially keeping you and the pentagon from all-out warfare like you need to give me roman right now and so they're like oh uh actually roman's dead and this is a sanguinista regime now and he's like okay well here's the video of stephen russell killing like a college party and there's copies of this and we have weapons and we rule the day and we will come and we will kill every single one of you. And so he is like, because they are trying to say like, you need to watch what you're saying to us because we're going to kill you. And he goes, you need to watch what you're saying to me. And well, he's like, well, he's like, we've got weapons. Don't yeah. you think we've been preparing for this? And I was sitting there, I was like, I would change every light in my house to one of those UV ones. Mm-hmm. Every light in my house. Yeah. And then like silver doorknobs and like, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Even the porch lights. So you can't even come on my door to try to convince me to let you in. Like, yeah. The spot UV spotlights. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But he's like, oh, I think you already said, if anything happens to me, this video is going to get out and all these people are going to turn on you. Mm -hmm. Um, Roman was the only one keeping this from slipping into the dark ages. And Eric annoyed me in this scene. He had to do what he had to do to survive. And you know what? Survive. If he to... Yeah. He's always going to thrive. He's fine. It doesn't matter. Well, he kills that general. He oh, snaps God. his neck. Yeah. He, he yeah. like shows up in front of him and shows his fangs. And the general goes, oh, God. And Eric goes, God is a vampire. And then snaps his neck. What a last word right while all of the other avl members are pissed at eric and are like why would you do that except for the one redhead lady who's like i think he did a great job and so eric is like i'll go on a glimmering campaign and nora's like yeah i know the chief of staff and so Salone's like yeah go 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 get out of here and bill is like why don't you take a security detail and he's like i'm gonna go essentially kill the rest of the team oh okay 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 and so they go, okay, yeah, we'll take a bodyguard, right. I guess. <laughs> sure. So kind of like around the time that this is happening, Jessica is looking for a phone and she, Bill finds her and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I have to tell Jason that, you know, Russell and Steve are looking for Sookie because I've already had to try to stop Steve from taking Jason twice. And so he is like, you know what? I used to care about humans, but now that I've read the book of Lilith, I don't give a shit anymore. I hate their feelings and their thoughts and blah, blah, blah. And I am separating myself from humans. And so Jessica's like, oh my God, you're being fucking crazy. And then Bill essentially is like, the people of Montam are food and nothing more. And so she is kind of trying to play him and is like, well, can I make Jason a vampire? Because in the book of Lilith, like making a human a vampire is the biggest act of mercy that you can show them or like the greatest thing you can do for them. And she's like, I love him, but it never works out between us. And I think we could really have a shot. And then Bill's like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? Do you think I'm an idiot? I see right through your manipulation. And then he's like, but you know what? Yeah, you could turn Jason Stackhouse into a vampire. And he calls his guards and he's like, this is my protege, Jessica. Take her to Jason Stackhouse's home and make sure that uh, she turns him into a vampire or do it yourself. 
literally he the biggest put your money where your mouth is that i've ever seen in history mm-hmm. he's like <laughs> you know what yeah you're right it would be a little ridiculous of me to not let you turn a human into a vampire so go for it go do it now <laughs> right <Yeah>. now <laughs> no waiting time lord um so speaking i guess of Jason and Suki, they are at the fairy nightclub and they're talking about Suki being sold into a vampire. And she tells him about the time she saw Warlow in the misty form saying that Suki belonged to him. And so she is going to go talk to an, to the elder to figure it out while Jason goes back to work. And so Jason arrives back home and Jessica and the armed guards are standing there and she's like trying so hard to hint to this man, like, Hey, just trust me and do what I say. And like, just please believe me. And he's like, actually, that's why we didn't work out is because we don't communicate. <laughs> this is where my favorite line comes in. Um, because <laughs> she goes, you know, we, we always like, trust each other and then he goes I don't know about that that's kind of our issues and she goes well we always try to do the right thing and he goes well that's another thing we never do right and with all the stuff with Hoyt and I'm like bitch this is yeah for once in your life just listen or look at her face obviously when people like do the right thing right our <laughs> eyes are bulging out of her head and then one of the fuck one of those bodyguards not literally mm-hmm. like actual negative connotation fuck that blonde bodyguard yeah he goes, you guys are taking too long and she goes you're cramping my style just like can you calm down well, we gotta get you guys in the ground we're on a timeline <laughs> here and, and she goes okay and she goes just trust me and then like latches yeah just him. bites him which could you imagine jason second oh that would be so annoying so she bites him and they put it in the ground and the guards are starting to bury them and once one of the guards is distracted she goes now and he shoots the guards with wooden bullets and so uh she starts telling him about that Russell and Steve are back Bill and Eric are crazy on religion and that everyone is coming for Suki and no one is going to save her and then she's like I would have, I would have spent eternity with you. Like none of that was a lie. I was like, where is this madly in love with Jason Stackhouse storyline coming from? Well, she just got scared. Like, I guess that her feelings came out when he could possibly die. I guess, but I'm like, weren't you just madly in love with Hoyt? I just put baby girl, move on. I was like, just move on. (laughs) Or date out of the friend group. Okay. Mm -hmm. date out of the frame group meet someone new but i guess if i knew the world was literally going to shit and knowing what i knew about what the vampires wanted to do to make it so they literally could feed on humans that's our closest friend yeah so like if this is what i need to do to keep him together and don't forget she's 17 i know i know how many guys were we in love with just because they were kind of (laughs) nice i'll never forget you best buy employee (laughs) literally any guy that was nice to be I'm like okay oh I got it oh, okay. all right hey um so looking through the eyes of that character it's like this is the only way I know how to save him and I know that that's not what he wants to do but it's like 
I think that was a sweet sentiment. And She's a baby. Yeah, she is a baby. And okay, I just have to ask. I don't know if it happens in the future. Would you like them to date each other? God, I don't know. I think everyone. No, I think Jason needs an adult. He's in his thirties. He needs to leave Jessica alone. Well, that's true. That is true. We need to stop. We need to stop like putting this girl with with older men. Yeah, and especially when they they sort of tried, but they both couldn't like. They just wanted to make each other jealous and couldn't really like bite the bullet. So yeah, I no, he needs to grow up. Well, so real quick, Eric and Nora are on their security detail and they are in the backseat and the guards are driving them and they're hearing this radio broadcast about Steve Newland and Russell and Eric is like, can I change the channel? And so they, he like leans up to change the channel and then kills both of the guards and they get out of the car and Nora throws this pendant on the ground and they just like smile at each other. And then they just zoom up into the sky. And I guess I forgot they could fly because it caught me so fucking off guard. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Is it only Godric's protégés that could fly? It has, it has to be. It has to be a special ability that they have. It was such a random thing. What was it? Season three or season two? I think, no, it's, I'm pretty sure it's season one. Shit. Or he just randomly flies off to go <laughs> off. Like, I'm like, yeah. Never to be talked about again for another four seasons. No one addresses it either. No one is like, oh, weird that you guys can fly. Why did they run everywhere and hide in the shipping container when they could literally have just flown away? I know. <laughs> I know. Why did you do that all the fucking time? It's so stupid. It is stupid. Okay, so we'll bounce back to Siki real fast. She is meeting the elder of the fairies. And this woman has been through, she was the first one through the portal. She's been through so much. And she is dancing at first and then goes, Kesha, yes or no? And Siki's like, excuse me? And then she's like, do you like her music? And Siki's like, I don't really know a lot about her music. And then she goes, she's a poet, but not a very good one. She spells a lot of things wrong. I love that. This lady, she's very, she's very annoying to talk to. I think mm-hmm. she does the same for like boys to men, yes or no, which yeah, always yes. Always we yes. come to the end of the road will forever be an iconic song. Um, <laughs> but she, like in, in the synopsis, it said that she gives Suki information other than like, our destinies are intertwined, yours, mine, and Warlow's. That was the only information she gave her. Uh, well, she did comment that Suki's great, 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 great grandfather times 30 was a landowner, handsome, and a bit of a creep. So we got that knowledge too. <laughs> she is talking about vampires in general. And she is like, there's a reason you love vampires and why you slut your heart out to every cute boy with fangs. And the elder is like, no matter what happens, you need to keep your light. Like you have to keep your light. You can't give it to these vampires. She's like, Warlow is, and then this is when Jason comes screaming and they pull him inside, find out Russell's alive. And she's like, oh my God. And so during this time, Suki is like rallying the fairies to fight Russell. She's like, I'm not running from this. I'm not hiding from this anymore. And none of you should want to either. And the elder is like, okay, great. We'll do it. 
So Jason and Slicky go back outside and Jason is making football references. He's like, when I was a quarterback, we would do the, and I, I just stopped listening after that. I was like, okay. And, uh, they hug and Jason goes to give him hell. As Sookie says, well, we see Jason on Sookie's porch and Russell and Steve show up and take the guns that he has. And Russell glamors him and is like, where the fuck are the fairies? And Jason is like, under glamoring he's like oh well I can take them to you and he takes them to the field and Russell and Steve can just smell like every single fairy on this field and they're zigzagging all over the place and running around all crazy and then he Russell finally grabs Jason and is like Sookie Stackhouse come out right now or I'm gonna kill your brother and the elder is like no I'll go out and so she goes and she blasts Steve Newland away and then goes to blast Russell away she's like I banish you from this world and goes to blast him away he pulls Jason in front of him and sends Jason flying and then Russell is able to grab the elder and like completely drain the life force from her which allows him to see into the fairy realm why is she so slow like you think she's all powerful she would have saw that coming she blasted twice and then her then she was empty her cartridge was empty Right. What I don't it? get it. I'm like, how is a fairy elder slower than a vampire? Yeah. Like granted, he's 3000 years old, but you're as old as time, apparently. But well, that's all you could do. That's all. And she, she seemed to know him when she yeah. was like, Russell Edgington's alive. It's like, okay, so wait, you do know him? Like when you... I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me that she died. I was like, well, I feel like she should have lived through that, but okay. Well, she died trying to be a hero. She goes, I'm going to go out there. So none of you guys have to die. And then she fucking shit her pants at the time when she was supposed to do something. Right. All these people are looking on you and comparing you just like, (laughs) and then like, you can like blast him as soon as he bites you in the neck. Right. Or create like a force field around you or like slip in and out of the fairy realm at ease or just like so many different things. Like glowy fingers is all you can do. Like that's the one trick pony that you are supposed to be all knowing could do. There's not any other fairy powers. Not one. Not a one. Not a one. You can learn self-defense in the human world to get somebody off your back. You just like fucking neem in the balls or something like also why does no one wear like silver necklaces or like like wraps around their neck well they're like we've been in a fairy con- like camouflage nightclub so yeah i guess we never thought i have to save each other from vampires because we'll just fucking leave yeah i guess <laughs> but as a human i don't know why people don't yeah it's like just get it because you'll save yourself literally So while all of this is going on, uh, Sam and Luna are still here. They do still exist and they are looking for Emma and hear her barking and uh, they are downstairs and they see her and they shift back into human form for whatever reason. And the guards start grabbing them and trying to put them into cells. And they say, Mr. Compton is ready for his breakfast. And Sam's like, I volunteer. I'll go ahead and go. And so, um, when we see Bill, he is in the main room and we see one of the chancellors in with the blood of Lilith. And the guy is saying, oh, Lilith chose me. Lilith chose me. And Bill is like, mm, no, she didn't. She fucking chose me. And then he kills 
the other chancellor. So I said, oh, Bill is sad he wasn't as special as he thought. <laughs> it's he not just all- me, Willis. <laughs> yeah, you don't just love me. She's telling this to everybody. She goes, hey, special. Choose, I choose you. Now you get to drink all of my blood. What? <laughs> She's telling that even to the redheaded chancellor that we hate. She goes, I choose you. Yeah, everybody is getting a turn, but Bill wants to be the one in the spotlight. Yeah, but you kind of find out why they're all acting this way. I feel like they all have like a weird, it's not Stockholm syndrome. Mob mentality. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's closer to it. Um, Should we talk about Pam and Tara? Yes. It kind of now ties back into Sam. where Mm -hmm. they. So... You see Pam and Tara at uh, Fantasia, and that's when Jessica comes in. Yeah, Pam is like telling Tara, we need to keep quiet about killing the sheriff. (laughs) Don't say anything. Yeah, but Jessica doesn't think that's one of the first places they're going to look. And she goes, hide me, hide me. And Pam's like, no, bitch, no. Yeah. And then Jessica says the buzzword. She goes, I know where Eric is. And she goes, huh? <laughs> let me know. <laughs> she goes, you're not worried. Like they, like I could tell you where Eric is. And she goes, where is he? And she goes, you gotta hide me. And Pam's like, okay, just fucking get the coffin out. Mm-hmm. Fucking vampires. But the ch- later on, you see them talking, right? Mm-hmm. They're just getting uh, terror talking. And um, I'm surprised you didn't say your favorite line was like, yeah, and we'll talk about boys and braid each other's hair. I was going to write that. Yeah, they're having like a powwow in the basement and they're, uh, Jessica's explaining to Pam everything that's going on. And Pam is like, oh, it sounds like they're in a nest. And when everybody's in a nest, everybody goes fucking crazy. And then uh, Pam is essentially just like, I hate literally everything and everyone. And I can't believe that everybody's turned into religious fanatics. And so Jessica goes, thanks again. And Pam goes, oh, sure. (laughs) We can stay up late, braiding each other's hair and talking about boys. And then she leaves. And then Tara and Jessica have like a bonding moment, like another friendship moment where uh, Jessica asks Tara if she likes, likes Pam. And Tara's like, nothing will ever happen between me and her. And they, they have like a cute little moment. And Jessica's like, I like talking to you. I like being your friend. She's like, even if you beat me up, I heal. Right. (laughs) But you're fun. And I like talking to you as a friend. So Um, cute. Yeah. But this is when the chancellor comes in. Yes. And is able to smell the sheriff who happens to be her progeny, of course. And so she is like, you don't know what it's like to lose a child. And so she is holding Tara and is like, did you kill him? And Pam goes, no, I did. So they arrest Pam. And Jessica at the same time is like sneaking around for whatever reason like bitch stay downstairs in the coffin you literally asked to be hidden go downstairs but the redheaded chancellor sniffs her out and creeps around the corner and is like your daddy's been looking for you which was so weird Mm -hmm. um so during this time Pam is put into a cell and Jessica is brought to the front desk and they're essentially like paging Bill and um Pam and Sam walk past each other and they're like, what are you doing here? 
when he goes save luna and she goes <laughs> she's like who the fuck is luna <laughs> and that's all that's all she does she just came in to tell us about nesting <laughs> yeah i can't wait to see the scene when bill comes in to see his dinner and it's literally sam i right for the next episode i think it's gonna be fucking great well when he sees jessica he has some very choice words for her and is horribly horribly mean to her like on the lines of what her father used to be and he like backhands her across the room and talks about how he is chosen and how she won't defy him and then yeah he he like has beat the shit out of her almost literally the worst literally the worst and so we then see salome and she rounds the corner and sees lilith tell her that she's the chosen one. And we also see Lilith in Bill's chambers. And she's like, Bill, do it. Drink my blood. And then he kneels in front of her and she like, uh. <laughs> she literally like just peace signs and just like rubs it. Rubs yeah. It. She's like, you're doing it. You're the chosen one. And yeah, that's where we, that's where we end. So thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. This has been a great season. I love it. I do too. I, I, I didn't know the first thing with the whole infreet. I didn't know what we we're going to get into, but it's been exciting. I, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to watch the season finale yeah. or watch the next Twilight movie, which we're going to come at with soon. 